Hey everyone, it's Ralph. Um, and before we get into this week's episode, I just wanted to come and apologize for how I may sound. I'm currently getting over being sick, so if I sound a little extra sexy, that's why. Okay, all right. Now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's get into our guests uh, who are jumping into the trenches with us today. We have husband and wife therapists, Dr. Jameson Mercier and her Dean Mercier. Dr. J specializes in marriage and family therapy, fatherhood and relationship system consulting, and his wife, her Dean Mercier, her passion is to educate children and help current wives and wives-to-be turn their love story into reality. Together, they have made it their purpose to equip couples and families with the tools to make that dream a reality. Now that we have a glimpse of our guests, let's get into it. You are now jumping into the trenches with the Toulons, Tuli and Ralph, where we pull back the curtain on what marriage and relationships are really about. So let's start the show. Hey everyone, it's Ralph. And this is Tuli. And we are here today with Dr. J and her Dean Mercier. They're both therapists. Hello. Hey, Hello. Hey, hey. Mm-hmm. How are y'all doing today? Doing, Amazing. Amazing. Doing well. Doing well. Can't complain. Great. Great. <laughs> so we're glad to have you in the trenches. Can you please tell our listeners um, how long you two have been married? 12 years. Next month. Next month. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Feels you. Feels like 120 sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Every day feels a long day. Yeah. But it's okay. good. It's a good 120, though. I, that's what I'm saying. It's a good 120. It's not a prison 120? No. Oh, okay. Never that. Okay, well, take us on this journey of your uh, 12 years to 120. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and kind of like uh, how you met and, and how we got to where we are today, if, there's our, if there are any children, and then we'll get into your practice. We met officially, officially in college. Yes. Right. A lot of couples, that's typically around the time when uh, they meet. We kind of grew up around each other. We grew up in the same community. So there were probably some near misses when we were kids. Mm-hmm. And later on, while we were dating, we found out that we yeah. were in the same band class for sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Yeah. So when I say near misses, we're talking about like church, like school, because like a lot of people, you born in one area and you kind of just stay in that same maybe 10, 20 mile radius, you know? Wow. Yeah. And it, even in college, mm-hmm. yeah, even though you left and, and went away for a bit. Yes. And when I came back. Yeah. You still came back. And that's when we met. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like you went off and then never returned Mm-mm. and lived happily ever after with somebody else. <laughs> you know? No. So, yeah, we met in college in class. <laughs> we uh, graduated together. Yes. Went off to school together to get our bachelor's in social work and then our master's in social work. And we've been hitting it off ever since. Yeah. Yeah. College was a big part of our our, uh, meeting and and dating. Yep. 
And so he wow. asked me to marry him. I said yes. And now we are a family of three. Yeah. We raised four kids, a dog and two cats and a fish tank. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot happening here. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought we had more, but that's plenty. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is. 12 into that, 120. That's what we're going to call it. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Okay. We met again officially since y'all basically kind of grew up together and <laughs> didn't even know right no nope. <laughs> let's just say for kicks and giggles fell in love and ran off into the sunset had these wonderful children mm-hmm. and now how do we get to working together in this practice so tell us about the practice and how you started working together and you know because somebody had to one day say, okay, <laughs> let's do this together. So how did well, that come about? Well, I knew a long time ago that I, um, one, wanted to own my own business. And two, it had to have my name in it. Mm. That I knew, you know, um, whether you call that smart business or not, but I knew I wanted to have my own business and it have my own name. And the more I got into the field of mental health and counseling and family work and couples work, I knew it had to revolve around that. But it wasn't until I was working on, on my PhD that it really started happening. I had plans laid out and, you know, names, but it actually happened because during the downturn around 2008, 2009, I, I couldn't find work or outside work, you know? And Azriel was uh, just born Mm -hmm. and I was in school. And no lie, I must have submitted easily about a hundred applications. And I'm not talking about a hundred bougie applications. I'm talking about like just any agency. Wow. Um, But there was something about, you know, 2008, 9, 10, that no one was hiring and it wasn't a matter of being uh, unqualified. And so after you get sad, depressed, <laughs> then you get angry, right. then you get pissed off, yep. frustrated, you know, mm-hmm. you got dreams and you got responsibilities. So I said, you know what, babe, screw this. Um, I'm going to do my own, you know, uh, the people I'm applying to, they don't see uh, what I got to offer. So, I'm going to package it and I'm going to sell it. Um, And I remember initially doing it out of my car. Um, That was my office. And the car wasn't even nothing to look at either, but I would go to people's homes and I would do counseling in their home for about 30, maybe $35 an hour. Mm -hmm. Um, and, And that was the start. You know, as a matter of fact, one of my very first clients, I still remember, I may even still have it. They wrote me a bad check. Oh, and yeah, yeah, no, it was, it was a struggle, but you know, God is good. So things just kind of slowly grew. I did that. I was in school, got the license, got the PhD, started looking for office space. And as with all businesses, there's ups and downs, but you know, you get the word out and you do good work. And clients just kind of start coming in and, you know, referring. And it leads us to where we are now, Mm -hmm. um, to where Herdeen eventually came on board. 
And, you know, we just continue to grow and expand. Yeah, because in college, we had this opportunity to spend a lot of time together because all our classes were together. We walked campuses together, different campuses together. We experienced college life together. Mm-hmm. And, and it was in that college life I realized that this was the man I would say yes to if he asked to marry me. And he did. And that all came about because of our you know, we didn't have any money. We were broke in our peanut butter sandwich. And the way he just prepared the sandwich with so much love, he made sure that the edges were right. Enough (laughs) peanut butter was on the right side. Enough jelly was on. It was just a perfect sandwich, but I will never forget sitting on the university of South Florida's campus and having this sandwich that I saw him prepare the communication, the dialogue, the laughter, I knew the day he asked me to marry him and I knew I was a good catch. So the day he asked me to marry him, I would say yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's been a journey ever since we've been a team, um, had each other's back. And now we have the ability and the skills to help other couples, no matter what they're going through, you can survive it as long as you have this team mind frame mindset and willing to do the work yeah yeah because we were young yeah we were young um i mean still is young but we had those usual young struggles and Mm. we are we 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 understand if you can make it through the early and rough patch and being broke and being unemployed and not sleeping and Mm -hmm. You know, anything's possible. Yeah. Right. I mean, I mean, we never imagined that Jay coming out with his master's degree, putting out a hundred applications and in order to provide for our family, he had to deliver sushi. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hey, the hustle was real. Man. Yeah, yeah. It's no joke. It's so but, but the commitment to his family was even greater. Right that he was able to put his pride and ego aside and said, no matter what it takes, I'm going to provide for my wife and and my kids. And so he delivered sushi. He did what he had to do and he went and he got his PhD delivering sushi, providing for the family. He was really our hero in that sense Mm. of, I'm so glad he humbled himself enough to say, I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure I provide a roof over my family's head and a food on the table. Yeah. Right. That's, that's defining your character. That's, that's big. I mean, a lot of people won't dumb it down to make sure that everybody's taken care of. Like, that, that's huge. That reminds me of uh, a good friend of ours when, you know, he and his wife had their own struggles. Mm-hmm. And he says, whenever guys tell him, yo, I've been looking for work and I can't find no work anywhere. Mm-hmm. First thing he says is, have you been to McDonald's? Mm. <laughs> Real life. I'm telling you, look, McDonald's some money now too. Don't get it twisted. Uh, he said, he but said, I can, I can imagine the looks that he get because most people they're like, I'm not working at no McDonald's. Right. But when you need to do what you need to do to put food on the table, you work anywhere. Right. Yeah. Like when he says, "Have you been to McDonald's?" and and people look at him like he's crazy, like mm-hmm. you know, coming from corporate jobs, and you telling me go to flip burgers. He's like, "Then you ain't really done everything. You're not serious." Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your 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 passion is. I don't want to say your passion is not not there, but it's not. <laughs> so something ain't right. Yeah, because the the. I would say the hunger is too real for you just to have something. Mm-hmm. 
just to say you brought home something instead of sitting here and was like, all these corporate companies are calling me back, but are you still doing enough? Right. Now, I was going to say, like, and when you don't want to take just any job, the strain that it will have on a marriage is probably ridiculous. Like, mm-hmm, that part. You're not taking care of us. You you don't want to go get any job. You just you're looking for something that you're comfortable with when you should be looking for something that provides. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The truth is, you may have to piece together two, three, four hustles. You know, people talking about I got two part time jobs. Well, shoot, you might need four quarter time jobs. Mm-hmm. You know, like something just- on the weekend too, and and then you might have to Uber. <laughs> in between shifts, right? Just just to make one check, right. just to make one check. Yeah, yeah. I, I think w- for us, our journey has been, um, in order to become this unified team, we were willing to sacrifice and break the stereotypical roles that they say, man, your husband should have or your wife should have. Because mm-hmm. I found employment. I became the full-time provider. Primary breadwinner and everything. And he became the stay-at-home dad, and it turned into his whole dissertation. And now it's a part of our practice, the dad for it brand. Yeah, that's what people don't understand. Of everything that you're trying to run from and avoid can be part of your, your success, can be part of the thing that the problem that you solve for other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but we too busy running away from it. So, so that- basically you're saying is if you stop looking so much at what is the norm and just work for what is working for you, you know, saying you could grow from that. Oh, yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. For sure. You know, Herdeen talked about that's where dad for them came from. You know, when we think about dads, um, you know, society, we have totally confused and failed to understand really what fatherhood is about. You know, for a lot of people, guys show up, you know, you lay with your wife, you lay with your girl, and then your job is done, right? Mm-hmm. You've done your part. And the next, well, that's the first part. Then you go out and get a check. And as far as raising your kids or being engaged and involved, whether it's diapering, whether it's feeding, whether it's, you know, whatever. You know, it's like we don't expect fathers to be in that, involved in any shape or form. When I interview dads for my uh, research, they talk about how they want to be more engaged and more involved, but their mother, the wife, the sisters, the women within their circle oftentimes prevent them from doing that. And that's in addition to some of the stereotypes that's perpetuated by society about masculinity and fatherhood and expectations of certain fathers, right? So the the story is black or brown fathers, you don't find them in the home because they're locked up. Well, contrary to popular opinion, black and brown fathers tend to be more engaged with their kids. And it's not that they're all locked up. The fact is they're just not being researched. They're not being interviewed about papers on fatherhood. They're only interviewing middle, middle and upper class white dads. Mm. That's what's happening. But when, right. you talk, when you talk to black fathers, they'll tell you, I am home or my wife works. When I drive through certain neighborhoods, I see brothers pushing strollers. Sometimes just carrying the kids, walking them down. And I'm like, 
I wonder if they see this, if America sees this. Mm-hmm. Just recently, I was coming home from a funeral out in Miami, and it was a predominantly Black neighborhood. And it was a Black dad holding probably a nine-month-old baby and flying a kite with his three-year-old son. And I said, this is the stuff that's not being shown oh, in no. the media. Oh, no. And so that's where dad didn't, what, what became our struggle is now our brand. Oh, yeah. Oh, so sure. if you allow yourself, your husband and your wife, if you all sit down and look at where you're struggling with and turn it into your brand, imagine how much, you can, how much change you can do impacting the world. Yeah, yeah, no, it's amazing. I can tell you there were times I'd have to take my kid to school with me, mm-hmm. right? So car carrier under the table while I'm trying to listen to a lecture or work in the computer lab. Um, on one occasion, I had to take my oldest daughter to class and then I had to take her in the bathroom to change her. Now we're talking like 10 years ago. So nowadays you walk into the men's room and you will find men's change, the changing tables in the men's bathroom. Yep. Okay. 10 years ago, I would have to change her either on the, on the uh, bathroom sink area or on the floor. Mm-mm. No, we're not doing that. <laughs> yeah, so I've had a situation where I had to do it across my lap in the stall. That was difficult. That's yeah. it. That's insane. Yeah. So I remember just being upset, and I was oh. sending emails, and I was Jameson making calls. Was coming home, he was and furious. In one occasion, I was changing her on the sink counter, and one guy walked in, and he looked totally surprised to see a baby in the men's room. I turned, I looked at him. Don't you know what he? Do you do? He walked out. What? He, he walked out. How does that affect me going to the bathroom? Right. He walked out as if like he walked in the wrong bathroom. Bathroom. Okay. He walked into reality. Shit. There you go. There you go. You know, and so that was the situation. I, mean, I like to think, you know, I, I had some role in all of these changing tables showing up. <laughs> all those emails being sent out. <laughs> and we're not talking about no like hole in the wall spots we're talking about like major universities we're talking about major corporations still lagging behind but you know it's changed and it's a different thing now so i do like to see dads being much more involved and i'm not just talking black dads and brown dads mm-hmm. but all dads mm-hmm. you know all dads they're there they're doing it it's just it's a struggle and we have to create the space for that now the name how did y'all come up with the name you mean talking about dad for dent? Yes. You know, it's funny. So, <laughs> da- da- so dad for dent is actually the third part of, of like, like the branding. Because initially it was my wife and I let her talk about it when we were bringing her on board and talking about, babe, what, what is it that we do, right? Because we can't do everything. We, we damn sure don't want to do everything. Mm-hmm. We don't want to be everything to everybody. And she was talking about wives and just her experience as a wife. And, you know, one day she's like, babe, I think it's wife evidence. I'm like, shit, I, I'm not a wife and I like that. Oh, man. We, we actually didn't talk about it with each other for like weeks. Yeah, we didn't say once I said it. And he goes, he takes the pin and he goes, well, we're going to have Manfredin, 
And I was like, definite. And we just kind of looked and we said, we're not repeating this until we call our attorney. And that was it. Yeah. So is there no Monfident? Because um, Monfident was taken by another company already. Oh, so, there, you, so, there, there is a Monfident. We, I like to say not- we, we don't own it yet. We're going to give it up. They're going to give it up. And so Wifidence, I and he is, I am the birth mother of, of this whole empire as far as the different brands that are under us. Um, Wifidence came about because I became the main provider. And in that process, I lost myself as a wife uh. um, because I was so busy making sure I was a good wife, tending to his needs, making sure he was taken care of, um, supporting him where I needed to support him, being there for the kids, having our babies. And I never took time for myself. And so I'm a cup of vision envision that I am a cup. And I just keep pouring, I keep pouring, I keep pouring, I keep pouring into my community. I keep pouring into my job. I keep pouring into the people around me. I keep pouring to the people at my church. I keep pouring into my children. And I just keep pouring, never taking time to stop and refill with any type of self-care. Mm-hmm. And so by the time he was done, he graduated. I, he was done 2015 with mm-hmm. his PhD, had a massive party for him. Three months later, I looked into the mirror and I did not know who I was. Yeah, no, we had the party, mm-hmm. surprise party. And then like that same night. night, they rolled over into the morning. She was like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going to Jamaica. Yeah. And I was like, Jamaica? I said, wait, I got all these student loans. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, what's what's going what's going on here? Yeah. Wait a minute. We had Jamaica, a, yeah, we, we we just throw this party and like wait a minute, like we ain't even got all the all the receipts and and you telling me Jamaica. She was like, Yeah, don't say nothing. Let's just, just go. Let's yeah. just go. Sounds like all right. So yeah. it wasn't just Jamaica. It was like a big old resort and all inclusive and yada 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 horses in the water and shit. Like, oh okay. Oh shit no. <laughs> yeah. No. Did it I mean, he had honey, worked, honeymoon he part worked, too. Yeah. Yeah. He worked hard for seven years. And so I wanted to show him my gratitude of him being the king of, of our household. Right. And so in doing all the work, I needed to celebrate him as that. And so Long story short, three months later, I'm looking in the mirror and I don't know who I am. I was enraged. I was upset because I have finally taken the time to sit still and be still. And there's something that happens when you allow yourself to be still, you'll find out what your inner thoughts are saying. And my inner thoughts were saying it was time for me to run out of this relationship. Yeah. After all, after all that, she was like, "I think I want a divorce." Wow. I was like, "Man, you just took me to horseback riding like, on the beach, man. <laughs> Way, what a way to lift me up and <laughs> shut it down. Right. Bring me back down, man." Yeah, but, but when you say that, it's probably like a thousand wives right now screaming at the the radio, their phone, or whatever they're listening to this podcast on, and they're just like, that's me. <laughs> that is me. Because yeah. yeah. we, right. we do that. That's just like how you were saying, as just 
mothers period we in not mothers but wives too just we just pour 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 make sure everybody's okay make sure everybody's on point make sure your husband's doing what he needs to do making sure you have his back motivation you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying rah rah you're his cheerleader you know what I'm saying you're his lover mm-hmm. and you gotta cook and all this and then you like okay I'm 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 I'm, I'm what right. <laughs> I feel like yeah. we've already kind of experienced this um, oh yeah you too yeah, well, because <laughs> Ralph she was working to, a full-time took, job. Hold on, hold on. She took you to Jamaica and then came back. And was oh, no, nah, not the Jamaica piece, but the, <laughs> just pouring into her cup and it's overflowing continuously. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, she just looks up one day and realizes that she hasn't really done anything for herself mm-hmm. because she's been giving so much to other people yeah. and to just everybody except herself. And uh, I could see it. I knew she was exhausted. And I was like, look, December 2018 ain't going to get here fast enough so she can quit this job mm. and we can focus on the bigger picture. And I'm, I guess ever since then, I mean, life has been really good. You know, you're always going to have your disagreements or whatever. Shit, we probably had one not too long ago. But uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, she's finally in her zone. Like, this her moment. Mm-hmm. Like, she's built me up for the last three to four years in my career mm-hmm. i'm doing amazing and now she's in her in her element and now i'm going to help build her up yeah. to help can it continuously excel what we're trying to build as a unit that's yeah. awesome that's yeah. awesome but mind you throughout this process of what was a seven year eight year before he got his phd and was completed he was checking in on me. Right. It wasn't because he wasn't he didn't he would cook. I would come home and find a meal. He was doing everything. But if you don't know how to take care of yourself, how is somebody else gonna take care of you? True yeah. that. If you don't know how to communicate to your spouse, this is what I need from you in this season. This is how I need you to have my back on on this on this month, this hour, this day, this season. This is how I I did not know how to communicate that. And so there may be wives who do not know how to communicate that. I'm telling you, you need to stop before you find yourself losing a damn good man. Better check yourself. Because you did not do the work that you needed to do and making sure that you refill your cup. I, I, I recognize when Herdeen said, I think, I think I need out. Mm-hmm. Like I recognize right then and there that it didn't have anything to do with what I did or didn't do. Mm-hmm. Because... I, one, I was studying this stuff. I was I was in school and dealing with clients who were going through similar situation. But it did taught me. It did teach me that you can end up divorced when you don't want to be. Mm-hmm. And, and and a lot of people find themselves in that situation. And so when I saw that it wasn't because of anything that I did. I mean, while that hurt, I realized she was hurting more. And so at that point, the idea was to figure out what she needs, kind of like what you were saying, Tuli, is, you know, what's going on with you that this is where it's gotten to. Mm -hmm. And despite me asking, despite me trying to check in with you, something kept you from sharing with me, you know, got me saying, did I say something? Am I doing something? Am I like secretly abusing you and I don't even know it? And it had absolutely nothing, which had nothing to do with me, mm-hmm. which is what you say all the time. Yeah. Wifeidence has nothing or very little to do with your husband. It's everything to do with you. Wifeidence is about a wife who is learning to win at loving her. 
Wifidence is about a wife who knows how to invest in herself. Wifidence is about a wife who is finding time to find her inner peace. And wifidence is about a wife who knows how to evict anything that's emotionally, that cause emotional pain, headaches, guilt, shame, and learn how to evict those things so that she can live a life that is full in her entire being and show up who she was created to be. That is what wifidence is all about. And what I want my queen sisters to know, they do not have to suffer in silence because you will shatter a relationship because you were, were too afraid or did not take the time to educate yourself to understand who you were, who you are as an individual in your true power. Because at the end of the day, when I took the time to figure out who I was, I was able to show up and be the queen that my husband needed me to be. Yep. Man, drop the mic, man. I'm done. Yep. <laughs> interview is over. <laughs> yep. Now, that's what it is. And what I found out is I, I really didn't want a divorce, but I was afraid of where the relationship was heading that I thought we can be really good friends instead of going head to head with each other and hating each other. No. And so I thought the quick fix would have been the divorce. And boy, oh boy, am I so glad that my husband saw it for what it was and says, no, we're going to go to therapy and we're going to figure out what it is. And it was through that therapy and we're therapists. Right. I was about to say, yeah. But it was through that, it was through our own love check-in because that's what we preach on our podcast is that you have to have love check-ins and through our own love check-in we realize that okay i found my missing piece i needed to make sure i spend time in loving ourselves and what i learned in therapy is that the women around me my aunts my mom the women that i saw being wise and amazing wives did not take the time themselves to fill their cup and so i was learning through them what it meant to be a wife Right. And so now I had to re, re, you know, do my editing and now produce my, my, my page. Now, Hardeen, what year in your marriage did this breakthrough happen? Um, I think it was in, you know, they said there was like a seven year itch. It was right around there. It was right around the yeah. seven year, eight year itch. I can tell you exactly. Okay. <laughs> he said, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I remember because the I anger. Yesterday. <laughs> it, was, it was our eighth year of marriage. Mm -hmm. So I graduated in that summer. And then, so that July, about maybe October, November, about October, October of 2015. Mm -hmm. I can check my journal if you guys yeah. want me to, but I'm pretty sure. I and, so, and so in birthing wifidence, Jay, Jay went on to birth Manfredit and he has his Manfredit manifesto. Yeah. So how did that come from wifidence as we, I guess we started with that and we're working on that and Herdine is working on herself to actually be, you know, the best spokesperson for wifidence. And so you're like, okay, manfidence. Well, well, so for a while, it was a bit of a game, you know, mm -hmm. and so okay. even even the kids was walking around. Ooh, what about like like 
house for dancing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, guys. It got to make sense, you know? We write on posters, so we got boards and stuff. And they uh, were coming up with some really good stuff right. to the point we still can't share it because they so good. Mm. Hey, addition so, to the brand. Right. <laughs> but what, what ended up happening is in, in talking, in uh, working with dads, so manhood and, and dadhood, if we can say, and fatherhood, um, those things are, they, they are, uh, they kind of go hand in hand. But along the manhood side, right, there are some men who have this flawed idea of what it means to be a man. Nowadays, there's a lot of talk about toxic masculinity, right? To be a man is to have a lot of women, a lot of money, flashy cars, dropping your seed everywhere you go. Mm. And when you look at what, what the root cause is for that kind of view, you're like, yo, something's wrong here, right? The fact that I'm brought up to feel I can't share my feelings or my emotions as a man, there's something wrong with that. You know, um, the thought of losing my wife, who I love dearly, that scared me, that hurt me, it cut me deep. But society would say, yo, she want to ride, let her roll, her loss. But no, 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 I love this person. This is who, else, who I planned on spending my life with. And so all those things had me thinking, well, does that make me a man? Am I less of a man? What, what now? And so when I look at, look around, I see it's those very ideas that a lot of us men are struggling from. And so Manfident emerged just to break those stereotypes. Manfident is about an honest conversation um, about manhood. Manfident is saying, Yo, sex is great, but I need more than just sex. I sometimes I want you to hold me. Mm. You know? Yo, listen. I hurt and maybe every now and then I need you to understand that. Cuz a lot of people get upset when men com- complain or talk about being sad, right? That men don't talk about that shit. And this is saying, yo, fellas, we got to like put that to the side and take care of ourselves. We got to put these ideas aside and focus and realize that, hey, it's hard, but we are valuable in our community, in our homes. It, it, it's not about what you see on TV or what you see out in the streets. It's not about that. And so Manfident, it, it mirrors in some sense Wifidence, but Believe it or not, that was not the intention. It was really about an honest look at what masculinity and manhood is all about. Yeah, that's that's huge. Uh, I did an episode on man feelings mm. about how as a man, shoot, as a black man, you're taught to just suck it up and move on. It'll be okay. So now you're internalizing all of those feelings and you're not expressing them. So now that's just building up inside of you for you to either blow up Mm-hmm. And you or, will, right? Oh, it's gonna happen, <laughs> or or you're just gonna get extremely sad, and you can get into you can go into a, a depressed state. So it's, I'm glad that you you definitely talk about that and you build a brand around it because I think that's huge, specifically in a black man. 
man, listen, there's a whole lot that 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 we can get into, and maybe on another episode, on another platform somewhere we can do that. But black men, um, there's just something about the trauma, right? Now, there's trauma in general, but there's trauma specific to the black man um, that we don't even realize. You can just watch, be watching TV. And that can be creating, causing some trauma in you. In mental health, we call that secondary trauma. You know, you can hear someone's story and that shit will just traumatize the hell out of you. As clinicians, if we're not careful, we'll hear something and we got, now we all feeling all anxiety, mm -hmm. overload and stressed and depressed. We got to check that right away. So black men see that every day, every day. Just this morning, I overheard a conversation between two brothers. They, I mean, they didn't know I was eavesdropping, but they were talking about how a black man can commit a crime and get X amount of years. And another guy, white guy, whoever guy can commit the same crime and get X amount of months. And these are brothers who are in their 60s. Mm -hmm. this, that's the kind of trauma I'm talking about. They may not recognize it as trauma, mm -hmm. but yo, that's what it is. Yeah, because it, it, it affects them in, in a way to where, like how you say, a lot of men won't show like, okay, that scares me even for me as a 60-year-old man or for my son or for my cousin or nephew. Oh, yeah. But yeah, you talk about it, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? So that's, that's like a little, a, a little piece of me showing concern, but really I am terrified. Mm-hmm. But you can't show that. Mm -hmm. You can't right. show that. And so that's where all the brand, the brand came from our pain. And now it's our purpose. And the, now the brand is our passion where we allow couples to come in with their raw truths. Some of the stuff they have to deal with. And we're looking them in the eyes as their tears run down their face. You can survive this. You ready to put on your boxing gloves? You ready to do the work? Right. There's nothing on this planet I don't think we have not heard in the session. But it, it, we're so honored that this couple is willing to share it with us so that we can help them unpack it. We just don't sit, leave it there with them. We go back to family history. We dig that up. Yeah, yeah. The process and when we, we have you look at it, and how we can connect this current pain to your mama or your daddy or your grandmother or an experience. Mm -hmm. And we See, help you. you we help not you to cut you off. No problem. You, I felt just in that moment, you, you lied to me. And I say that because you told me you were therapists, not preachers. Because you all here preaching because... <laughs> I don't know how many times we've said and I've said that the issues that you have in your home mm -hmm. did not start with that person. Mm -mm. There's a reason why you need to look at the family structure, how the parents were, how their parents were, and keep on going because we unknowingly do things that we see. Mm -hmm. All the time. Mm -hmm. So if your husband, your wife act crazy, more than likely their parents or a parent in the house was acting crazy 
Mm-hmm. Somebody somewhere. Some somebody somewhere, because you don't just get it from anywhere. Let me tell it, you, Ralph, how simple it can be. Just the statement of your mom telling you a black man is no good. He will never treat you right. A black man will cheat on you. Can be left that those thoughts. And now you are married to a black man who has probably never cheated on you, but that seed that was planted by your mother keeps ringing in your ears that now makes you a paranoid wife where you're checking his phone and can't find anything because of a seed that was planted by your mother that was probably planted by her mother. Right, from something that happened to her. So I'm going to tell them now, just look for it because they all do it. Mm -hmm, Yes. mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or something they heard or saw, or I mean, it's it's insane the things we hear and the things we treat, where we find out where some of these things come from. Yeah, all of, all 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 our job is to do is help you level up in your relationship by allowing you to to strip down, take away, and now create your own. What is the brand going to look like? And what will be your message as a power couple? Hashtag relationship goal. You'll never have a hashtag relationship goal until you create your own goals. I'm with that. Um, Oh, yeah. Because, again, our podcast (laughs) is because of people thinking, oh, well, I'm in a relationship like that. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, I want a relationship like my grandmother and grandpa. I saw them. They would sit on the porch together. But also, you don't. You don't. You weren't even around for them to have those drag out, knockout fights. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, say you didn't know Granddaddy cheated on Grandma fourteen times before they got it together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So you see them now at the bliss, mm-hmm. but at one point there was some stuff that they had to get together, and mm-hmm. you don't you don't know what goes on behind closed doors. Mm-hmm. Now you're right. You're right. The problem with young couples is that they see a marriage that's been around for 40 years and they're like, I want that. And don't realize you don't make it to 40 years. Hell, you don't make it to four years without going through some stuff like in the trenches. You got to go the first five, the first five or 10 you're in the trenches. And those like that could be in the trenches of just really getting to know each other. And you're growing as an individual. And now you have someone that you've committed to in a relationship for the rest of your life that is growing too. So what he used to like, he may not like no more. So now you as a wife, not only are you growing, you have to take the time to study your husband and know what he likes. And that's when you need to check in. Nothing is made, anything, nothing is made to be simple and easy, but it can be peaceful if you know how to put on the right boxing gloves and fight fair, learn each other's strength, learn each other's weaknesses, being able to say, honey, you can cry on my shoulders today. Yep. And not tell him that he's less of a man because he's shedding tears. Right. So how are you as, as a wife going to make sure you build yourself up so that you can be that partner for him? is what you need to do in, in, in finding out how you can support him, your, your lifelong partner. Now, because, you know, we promote counseling on this, uh, on our podcast mm-hmm. all the time, even in life. 
So how, if people would like to reach out to you about your services, how can someone do that? that that's quite easy. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're, all, we're all over social media. Um, Dr. Jameson Merciers, The Wife Mentor, um, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, uh, Twitter, um, even on a YouTube channel, Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Mm-hmm. But uh, where you can find one link for all of that is mercierwellness.com. That, that will take you to every outlet that we're on, mercierwellness.com. Now let's talk about this podcast because mm-hmm. we can get enrichment with definitely uh, having you as therapist, but also if I also want to get some more nuggets, I can tune into the podcast and let's tell, let's tell them about the podcast and what kind of enrichment they can get from that. Um, with the podcast, our podcast is called the couples council. Um, and there's a link on our website for that. Um, and you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, what else? Google Podcasts. Google Podcasts. And the Stitcher. And we decided to create the podcast because we didn't want to talk about the fluff. Like, oh, the cute pictures. What am I doing? No, we want to talk about the realness that happens behind the scenes in marriages. So we wanted to give tips for that. We wanted to share stories, which which we'll be featuring you all soon. Yeah, yeah, I know we, about that. Uh-huh. We wanted to share stories of real situations and how couples overcame them because they were willing to put on the boxing gloves and get in this ring and do what they needed to do to make sure that they enrich their relationship together by doing the work. This is not an easy task. You're just not overnight. It's going to be oh, um, some magical pill. No, you got to do work. If yes, you got to do work uh, as an individual, it's twice as hard now to do it as two people becoming one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I remember when I first got married, there was one thing I said early on, I was like, why didn't anybody tell me this? <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I remember saying to myself, like, I know married people. Like, mm-hmm. damn it, why? I, and I thought they was my friends. <laughs> I get a warning. Right, right. And it's, it feels like that, right? Yeah. Like, like they said, hell, I went through it, so you're going to have to So you're going to go through, through, oh, through yeah. it, too? <laughs> I can't teach you. I can't tell you. You're right. just going to have to find out for yourself. Mm-hmm. And, and that made me mad. That made me upset. And it had nothing to do with her, Dean. It, it, it wasn't me saying, man, if I'd known, I wouldn't get married. No. Mm-hmm. You just want to kind of know what to expect. Right. Right. You know, in my case, I grew up in a house. So my father died when I was nine. So as far as a relationship between a man and a woman, I don't know what the hell that looked like. Right. All I know is my mom ran the house and what she said, we did. Period. Okay? That's it. The only thing I know about dealing with women was I have a sister and hell, I tell her what to do. <laughs> right. So anything I know about being a husband, being married and having a wife, I had to figure out on my own. I had to seek out this information and a lot of the struggles and a lot of the heartache and pain could have been avoided if somebody had just sat me down and been like, yo, check this out, you know, have you considered this? And we went through premarital counseling Mm -hmm. 
And as good as premarital counseling is, it's a great foundation, guys. There are just some things that you, you just, just don't get into, right? So you get right. in. You so, just won't know. Yeah. So the podcast, the podcast is like us saying, yo, listen, if you think you want to do this thing called marriage, right? Tune in to the realness of marriage. Che- check out some of these things. Check out some of these conversations that we're having here. So you don't be like, damn, I wish I knew. Uh-huh. Right. You know, because we don't want 10 years from now, when you look back, you could have said, you know what? I, that marriage right there did not merit a divorce. Oh, it wow. just married some, a tune-up. We just need yeah. some And so we literally provide tune-up packages. That's what we call them to help you tune your relationship up. Yeah. Yeah. That's what the podcast is all about. Mm-hmm. And uh, so far it's doing all right. Uh, we enjoy it. Yeah. Um, just being of service and serving people all over the country, all over the globe now. Yeah. That, that's a really fun thing that we've gotten ourselves into. Not the other fun thing that we gotten ourselves into is our Etsy store. Yeah. Where store. if you liked what you heard about our different brands and you want to support, you can too. Tell them, babe, how yeah. you get to the Etsy store. Yeah, the store. We've we've got some merch. You know, we we've hopped into the merch game. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and, and, and you know, it it's um we we understand that some people won't hear the podcast, but if they see it, it'll resonate with them. Mm-hmm. Right. Know? And so a couple of times I've had my Manfredent shirt on and people will stop me. What's that? that? They'll ask the questions and they'll be like, yeah. oh, I get that. You know, I get that. I've even had some dudes actually laugh at me, right? Mm-hmm. And so they chuckle and I'll stop and I say, so why does it, why, tell me what's funny about it. Let me see if you get the joke, right? First of all, there is no joke, but it makes them stop because what they're doing is they're laughing at their own discomfort. Right. It's the defense mechanism. That's yes. what it is. Come on, and so, and so I know that because I've been there, you know. <laughs> so I just stop. I let them have a good laugh. And then after that, we have like a 20 or 30 minute conversation about uh-huh. I, used to, I used to be married or I used to do this. Now I do that. And I'm just like, yo, it's all right, man. It's okay. You have a whole conversation just by wearing a shirt, you know. And so that's the idea. You know, yeah, it's, it's another income stream but more importantly it's another outlet for the message mm-hmm. so so yeah if you go web, to the website yeah. yeah that's what i was talking about the website the social media the links are there to the store you can get your uh, shirts you can you can get your hoodies you can get your your, your water bottles i mean it's all there you got to check it out your mug your coffee mug everything some for everybody mm-hmm. well you know we will be having on our attire uh. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna look at this coffee mug though. Because <laughs> oh, definitely promote anything that it's going to help better marriages, relationships. Because I rather someone at the end of the day say I've listened to couples counsel, I've listened to in the trenches, mm-hmm. and you know what? I don't want to be married. Mm-hmm. You know, I just would rather just maybe be in a relationship, a long-term relationship, because mm-hmm. I don't think it's for everyone, mm-hmm. but I would rather you figure that out before you do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah ideally, you don't want to go through the expense. Yeah. And yeah. Heartache, but some people, that's what it takes. Yeah. Yeah. So if, 
if you could see like, okay, yeah, it is work, you know, but you have definitely your benefits to it. Mm-hmm. I just don't really want to put in the work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I just, I just don't want to do it. So I'd rather, you know, be in a relationship and if I want my out, I can have my out and I don't have to, you know, put in as much work as I would need to for something that I'm fully committed to. So, you know, okay. You know know what, Ralph, you know, when I hear people say you don't want to put in the work, but yet you get up and you go to a job that you dislike (laughs) and Sundays are like hell days because you don't want to see Monday. Right. So you get up, you do it for a paycheck but the person that is supposed to be your life partner, you're not willing to do the work for, I'm yeah. baffled. Yeah. People are like that though. They, yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you get up and, and, and get dressed and smell nice and have mm-hmm. everything together for a job that if you drop dead, they wouldn't care. <laughs> they put somebody else in that seat. Before you even in the ground, they that, would hire someone that else. That afternoon, yeah. they got a temp mm-hmm. coming in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shout your shift. Yeah. Your commodity. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, hey, I, I, like, again, as I can say, I don't knock it because, you know, I wasn't necessarily for marriage, but I wasn't also against marriage. Just mm-hmm. for me, I wasn't, I just, I just didn't grow up with the, fairy tale that most females have when oh I'm gonna get married and have this wonderful wedding. And if it, it it was probably mostly because I grew up in a one parent household. Mm-hmm. So you know I didn't and I just grew up with my dad and my grandmother. So it wasn't something like I saw it and I was like, oh I want to be married. Mm-hmm. It was, you know, my dad was a player, so I was like, oh Mm-hmm. This is already enough dating, so I I don't even know if I would have do this, mm-hmm. <laughs> get married. I understand. We understand. But I also didn't block it, so good. Yeah, yeah. now we're here in the trenches. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, when the good work yeah. of educating the people. <laughs> yes. And, I, and one, one thing I tell everybody: you're in the trenches now. At any point, you your husband could decide they're gonna climb out the trenches. Yes, guys. And, and go lounge on the beach somewhere by themselves. Right. It's a very real possibility. And when you realize that, it changes your view on it, but it also makes you not take it for granted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is true. I do want to ask, being that you are a therapist, are married couples, what would be advice that you would give to someone who? wants to be married but maybe for the wrong reasons so so, <laughs> so I, i'll give you a, a bit of because for me there's not an easy answer for that because it's up well, i would say it's up to you okay right you choose um, your struggle man i don't yet yeah, i don't necessarily <laughs> use the word um wrong reasons or right or wrong okay let me preface it by saying that because a right reason for you may be something that I can't understand at all. You know, um, some people get married for companionship. Other people get married because they want to have a family together. Other people get married for immigration status. 
Uh-huh. You know, it, it, there's lots of reasons. Some people get married because they were pregnant, right? Now, yes. we can say immigration and being pregnant is a wrong reason. However, there may be some honor in not getting pregnant with someone and walking away, right? That may be the honorable thing to do. And for them, that's the right reason. What I do say is whatever your reason, it's going to be the most difficult thing you think you want to do. And whatever that reason is, needs to be able to sustain this thing that you're about to step into. That's what I tell them. Because if, if it can't sustain it, if it doesn't hold it, then you got a problem. Gotcha, you might, yeah. You might need a little bit more than what you got. Mm-hmm. But I don't tell nobody, don't get married. I, I, you know, I, under my breath, I'm like, you choose your struggle. But the idea is you need to go and identify why you would really want to go into a struggle knowing you're not supposed to marry this person. Mm. What part of you is the cup is not filled? Um, Why would you even want to engage in a relationship? And yet it's a relationship that you know wholeheartedly you're not supposed to be with that person. Yeah, what's your reason? Like, what's your reason? Like, for me, we always say marriage is in a sentence. I am not going to be in this marriage just adding on years. Oh, we've been married 15 years. If I'm the, still the same person that I was when we first married in our first year, we ain't do shit in this relationship. Right. So if I, I'm growing in my relationship, I'm stretching because my partner, Jay, has my back. And in areas where I'm weak, he makes sure I go get training. If, if I'm weak in the area, he say, babe, how can I support you? What, what, you gonna, what do I need to do? So marriage, I will always say, is not a sentence. Marriage is a ground where you can grow. It provides opportunity for growth. And the best part about it is that you got a teammate. Right. So yes. if you're going in and your teammate is weak, what you getting into? Yeah. Mm. Weak and not willing. That's the problem. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Weak and not willing. Because I think uh, a lot of people... <laughs> They may have a partner uh, or spouse that they just like, I can't get them to, but that's because they're not willing, mm-hmm. you know, not willing to, to forge forward with you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah they, just, they just want to do the center. Yes. Mm-hmm. It, it goes without saying, you can accomplish anything you put your mind to. I mean, we said a moment ago, on days when you don't feel like going to work, you find a way to go to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You find a way to roll out the bed. The last thing you want to do is go out in the cold or the heat or the traffic. But there's a reason. So find a reason. Find your why. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Babe, do you have anything? No, this was great. Um, I always enjoy these conversations. (laughs) (laughs) So do we. So do we. I mean... Um, we really do enjoy providing couples a safe place where they can unpack their emotions so that they can heal. 
that's what we do. Yeah. And I, I love the way you put that because a lot of people are scared of therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they are. Mm-hmm. They don't, they don't want to come for whatever reason, but for, I, I find doing this podcast, a lot of people are scared, like terrified. Like people are terrified of going to the dentist, going to the doctor, just add this to the list. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're terrified. And I'm just like, you're just talking. Just like how you pick up the phone and call your girlfriend or your guy friend. You're just talking. Mm-hmm. But they're terrified because they they are afraid that what they're gonna hear, they're that truth they're not ready for. That and so when true. when you're ready for that truth. You make the appointment so that you can express the way you need to express in a judgment-free zone and get the help to get you on your feet fully and not half cup. Well, I'll say this. The truth will set you free. Yep. Mm -hmm. So when you're ready for that truth, then you can stop carrying around all these bricks and boulders Mm -hmm. (laughs) and stop acting like you okay when you're not. Yep. Because that is a freeing feeling just to get. I love it to where, you know, I go in there, I lay it out all on the table because then guess what's going to happen? We're going to, we're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's the best part. We're going to fix it. Mm-hmm. So here, here's all my brokenness. <laughs> mm-hmm. Tell me what are the steps or where can you see where I can start to repair? Yeah. That's like it. for me, I think stop Googling. You know how when you get oh sick, Lord, start, <laughs> you get those symptoms and you start Googling your sis- symptoms. Next thing you know, you're telling yourself you have cancer. Oh my God, <laughs> you got three months to live. You start diagnosing yourself. And you're not a doctor. You're allowing Google to dictate what yes. is going on with yourself. And when you go to the doctor, you just have a cold. Right. It's just like therapy. Stop trying to figure out what is really wrong with your spouse or what's wrong with you. Go in and probably in one session, just by talking to someone, we can break down what's going on and say, okay, these are the steps that you need to take so that you can heal this area. Mm-hmm. Period. Stop Googling your relationship and go see a professional. Right. Dr. WebMD. <laughs> <laughs> okay so uh i'm glad we got that out the way because i just i just i hate when i hear couples who have like issues and and probably something that could be fixed and i'm like okay well are y'all gonna go to counseling no (laughs) okay (laughs) continue to suffer Okay. I mean, okay, how man. it turns out for you, right? right. <laughs> because us over here, we going. So, <laughs> you know, our last podcast episode was called um, "Marriage Gauge." Check your marriage gauge. What was it? Uh-huh. Is your marriage gauge working? Is your marriage gauge working? Okay. Is your marriage gauge working? And it all talked about that false illusion, short story. I end up on the side of the road. I thought I had gas in the minivan and I didn't. And so oh. we turned that 
whole episode until that one experience and we put it about your, and we talked about your marriage. And so I want to ask your audience, is your marriage gauge working? Go check out that episode. And we dropped some mad wisdom on how to check is the, if, is your marriage gauge working in your relationship? Check out the episode. Send them their tithings and offering. They give you all the information. <laughs> and the Lord said. Right. <laughs> you know, I Lord welcome. Counselor. You know, Jay and I always talk about we welcome people in our inbox. If that's what it's going to take, we'll welcome you in our inbox. Until that's right. You, I mean, but we welcome you. If we can shed some little light, we can put a, a tell you another episode that will be good for you. We welcome that because we really do want to see couples win. Yes, that's that's the end goal. See people and couples win and be happy. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, this was wonderful. <laughs> thank and you for I, having us. Thank you for coming. <laughs> okay. <All right. laughs> so, babe. Until next time. Peace. See you tomorrow.